0: Once again to yegms in this episode i'm going to talk about some of the changes i made in 2017 and how i think they worked or didn't work or uh, whatever uh, first i must apologize this episode took a little longer to get to i kind of had a bit of a holiday hangover uh, just took some time off around christmas and it, it took me some time to re with work with just life last week was uh, Last week was brutal. Uh, it was just I've changed jobs. You know, it's the new year getting back into the routine after some time off. So it uh, You know, I apologize for taking so long to get this one out um, What are you gonna do, you know, uh, being an unpaid podcaster I <laughs> uh sometimes other things take priority and i've also been you know involved in finishing my basement and and because i need to build a new office because i work from home now but anyway um i apologize but uh here's a new episode um now before i get into the changes i made i need to really preface this by saying any of the stuff that i did in 2017 that i'm going to tell you about I cannot tell you that it would work for your MS. This is entirely subjective, it's, it's things that I've tried, but it would not be uh, good of me to sort of promote this as, hey, look, these are the cures I found in 2017. That's not what I'm suggesting. I, when I decide to make a change, it's usually based on something I've read or something I've watched. And I do a little bit of additional research. And really all I'm looking for is to make sure that there's been at least some science that went into it. And that I'm not doing anything that could potentially harm myself. You know, to see if it'll somehow impact the course of my disease in a positive way. That's all I'm really looking to do. Now, I am not a scientist, I am not a doctor. So, please take what I'm about to say in that context. I'm not suggesting any anyone out there try these things. I'm just letting you know some of the things that I did that, you know, potentially I had some positive results with negative etc. Um, but we're all so different and the courses of our disease is so different that, you know, a guy talking into, talking into the internet is not somebody you would want to rely on for, uh, for advice on your own health. I mean, that's what doctors are for. And then that's what you're for. You can do the research yourself. You can go to places like PubMed and, and other places to read some of the, art, the academic research that's being done. You know, you can bounce that stuff off off your doctor. Um, maybe, you know, you use a holistic doctor whoever, but um, certainly I'm only putting this stuff out there just to let people know things that I've tried, and then it's up to you whether or not you want to research it yourself, discuss it with your neurologist, uh, and those sorts of things. But uh, certainly I'm not trying to present this as you know, hey, here's all the stuff that cured me in 2017, and it should not be taken that way. So last spring, I, and I'd, I'd come across it before, but I, I came across it again, uh, talking about mercury tooth fillings. And I had a single filling that was probably put in when I was eight years old, and I'm now 41. And so I went, I went to the dentist um, to get it, to get it looked at, to find out if it was one of the mercury filled, uh, one of the mercury fillings. And it turned out it was. So uh, I had coverage through work. It cost me, uh, you know, like 200 bucks, I think, not even 200 dollars, to get it taken out. And that was in the spring. What I had read um, was that Mercury feelings have been have been linked to, depending on who you talk to, all these different health conditions, MS being one of them. Now, if you speak to a non-holistic dentist, they're gonna tell you that the research doesn't just isn't there to suggest that mercury feelings cause ms or any of these other conditions that are listed if you talk to a holistic dentist they'll tell you a different story again from what i said from the intro um, it's important to do your own research and be comfortable my thinking going in was well i've got one of these mercury fillings i can afford the 200 bucks to get it pulled out why not let's let's see what happens so I had it pulled out, like I said. Like so, it's probably been you know eight or nine months since I've had it out, and they refilled it with this th- these new fillings that don't have mercury and this and that. Have I noticed any differences? I can't say that I I, I have noticed any 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 major differences. I, I mean my the places where I'm numb, you know, in my right hand and in my feet, I'm still there, uh, still get fatigue. So, I can't say that it did, did anything. Now, I should say that I am happy that I no longer have mercury in my mouth. Um, you know, taking a heavy metal out of your body, I, I don't suspect, is a bad idea. Um, but again, I haven't noticed any any uh, effects in terms of, of, of the course of my my MS. It's been relatively the same. So um, that was one shift that I made in 2017. And I'm still happy that I did it, but I, I mean, if you decide to go and get your feelings checked to see if the, if the mercury runs, and if you decide to have them out, from my experience, I wouldn't expect any miracles. Uh, is it a good idea? I, I can't, that's not for me to say. For me, it was safe to get it taken out and it replaced with a different one. Um, and for me, pulling a heavy metal out of my mouth and, and, and not having that anymore seemed like a reasonable idea. Um, but again, I didn't notice any changes in the in, you know in terms of my condition. One thing I've really been focusing on a lot uh, since September has been diet. Now, for for long time listeners listeners of the podcast, they know that I would know that I I, I eat a paleo style diet. Um, similar to what you'll find with the walls protocol, and that. And I have to say, at one point, I was a pretty militant person in terms of diet, where I thought everyone should eat paleo and everyone should do this. Um, I've since realized, again through research and and you know and, and consuming information about it, that. We are all so different in terms of how we react to food. For example, I could eat a, you know, a half cup of white rice, and you could eat a half cup of white white rice, and our insulin response could be completely different, even though we ate the identical thing. Now the reason for the differences are, are many, you know, from genetics, from, uh, you know, sort of your mood and, and how much stress you're under, because stress can cause differences. Uh, there's stress, and then there's your gut biome, and your gut biome is all the good bacteria that's in your digest- digestive system that actually aids in helping to break down food, pull up nutrients, etc. 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 Now the gut biome thing is really interesting to me. And, and there's a fascinating documentary on Amazon Prime if you have it. And it's called The Gut Our Second Brain. And in this documentary, like really quickly, but I, I recommend if you have Amazon Prime, look it up, watch it. Um they That's Amazon Prime Video, which is very similar to Netflix if you don't, if you weren't aware. Anyway, if you have that, watch it because what they talk about is how your digestive system is made up of neurons just like your brain. And they talk about how, um, you know, sort of the state of your digestive system and stomach can have an effect on your mood. And if your gut biome uh isn't healthy you may not be able to process certain nutrients and you may not be able to process certain foods so what really made anyway long story short what this has all made me realize is this for me to suggest that everyone out there who has ms would be far better served by eating a paleo diet is is not i think entirely accurate what i think is and this is this is just what i think this isn't factual this is just what i think from based on what i've read and again i encourage you to 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 do this research on your own but what i think is everyone has an ideal diet but what that ideal diet is is different from every person so what happened in september and going into early october is one of my, my running partners paul um, Amazingly sw- slimmed down, like it was incredible, like really uh, a pretty incredible transformation. Um, not that he was fat, but he he you know he he carried extra weight, and it was like overnight it was gone. And by overnight, I'm talking over the, over the course of a few months. But um, but in terms of weight loss, and if you're one of those people like myself that have struggled struggled with weight their entire lives. A substantial change like that takes time and a lot of effort so i we we went to go run the grizzly grizzly ultra marathon in canmore alberta um the long weekend the canadian long weekend at the beginning beginning of october which is the canadian thanksgiving not to confuse my american listeners which is their thanksgiving is november but ours is in early october and when we got to the run i just said okay what are you doing Like, how are you, like, are you starving? Like, I was almost, I was actually a little bit concerned, because I'm thinking, like, are you trying to starve yourself? And what he had started doing was something called the ketogenic diet. Now, again, this is one of those things you look into yourself, and I doubt it would work for everyone, but it obviously worked for Paul. Long story short, ketogenic, but look into this. I mean, this is not the exact thing, but just kind of give you a rough idea of what a ketogenic diet is you're taking most of your calories from fat, which is completely counterintuitive to the way I grew up because fat was a demon and that you should, you know, have in very limited quantities. Well, they take in most of their, uh, on ketogenic diet, you take in most of your calories from fat and then uh, you know supplement that with some fruit, some be- vegetables, that kind of thing. Um, but then you're, you're eating very little carbs and if, if, if any at all, and about twenty years ago, I uh, had an opportunity to try out for a college ice hockey team, and I hadn't played competitively for about a year and a half, so I needed to really get in shape. And at that time, I went on a very low carb diet. Uh, it wasn't what it wouldn't be considered a ketogenic diet by any stretch of the imagination. But I did lose a bunch of weight, uh, and then, which I subsequently put on over the next five years, put back on. And I thought about what that diet was, and there were some similarities between it and the ketogenic diet, but it would not be a pure keto diet. And I started thinking to myself, and then around the same time, I watched that movie on Prime Video, I did some extra reading on, on PubMed, and I started learning about the gut biome. And I started thinking to myself, okay, so when do I feel best? And it just turned out that a couple of weeks later, I had to go uh, for, for business to, to Calgary. And on the way there, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. And he had a doctor on who eats nothing but meat. And then on uh, the same trip, I listened to some uh, a Joe Rogan podcast where he had Dr. Ron Patrick on. I know I'm really rambling right here, but this is it's all kind of pieces of the same thing and what 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 led led to the ship so i started thinking about okay so i know i feel better when i don't eat dairy and i know i feel better you know and i just kind of went through a process of elimination in my head and so for the past so you know since october ish uh, Primarily all I eat, you know, a pretty standard meal for me is a protein, whether it be a steak, a chicken breast, chicken thighs, uh, salmon, whatever. It's a protein on one half of the plate or one side of the plate. On the other half of the plate, it's usually just a green vegetable. And I find that when I eat that way, uh, I feel better. Now, by, by feeling better, I'm not specifically referencing my MS. I'm just talking about in general. I don't feel bloated. I don't feel heavy. I don't feel, uh, you know, sometimes you eat something, you know, you kind of feel a little gross. Um, it feels very good. So, um, so for example, on an average day, I'll get up. I'll have a couple over easy eggs, uh, about a quarter of an avocado, some salsa, maybe some bacon, maybe not and sometimes some broccoli in the morning, sometimes not. But that's a pretty typical breakfast. Pretty typical supper would be, or, or or dinner would be, you know, like a steak and broccoli, or chicken breast and kale, something like that. And I didn't really, after the Grizzly Ultra Marathon at the beginning of October, I didn't do a lot of exercise for the rest of October and through early November. I, I I took some time off to let my body heal, my hips, my knees. Because when you, when you do a you know, an eight hour run through the mountains, it's, you know, you beat the heck out of yourself pretty good. So, so even though I wasn't working out, I started losing weight dramatically. So since when I got to the Grizzly Ultra Marathon, beginning of October, my size, my waist size of my jeans was a comfortable to a little bit loose 38 waist. Now sitting here, you know, Third week, second week, third week of January, whatever it is, I've gone down to a 30, a comfortable 34. So I've dropped, you know, two pant sizes. And I did start exercising. And I did start exercising again in December. My wife and I started going to, the, you know, the gym together. But the bulk of that waist change happened while I wasn't really exercising. So that, that I found fascinating. And it only sort of strengthened my belief that everyone probably has an ideal diet, but they just have to discover what that is for them. And I've noticed since, but one of the things I have started adding back in over the last couple of weeks, because I'm lifting heavier weights now, is I still need carbohydrate. And I think the reason what it is, is when you lift heavy weights, you know, because what keto does is it starts, your body naturally starts converting your own fat into energy for it to use because you're not taking any of that carbohydrate. Well, the problem when you're when you're lifting heavy weights is, is 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 the fuel that's burned is actually the glycogen right in the muscle, and that's usually, from my understanding, is is that's replaced through carbohydrates. So now once or twice a week I will take in some carbohydrate, just um, and I found that that's really helped. So. Um, and that's a really good seg, you know, and a really good segue into the the last change that I've made. And this is more the the last month of 2017. I used to lift weights pretty religiously when I was younger, and now haven't for a while. And my wife was lo- losing her workout partner because that person moved to a different city. So I said, "Well, I'll start going with you. and I started lifting weights again. And uh, you know, that's been a really, really, really good change for me as well. It's been enjoyable. And, um, you know, numerous people, including my neurologist, have told me, and my neurologist even, because I've always had a lot of muscle in my legs, and, and, um, and I know I've heard this also other, other places, that m- muscle mass seems to correlate pretty nicely with um, um, people who live longer who uh, their brains stay active longer. Now again, all this stuff's not directly tied into MS but uh, you know I just think that um, uh, the stronger you are the better you are and the better you're going to tolerate things so it's been a lot of fun. Now, the final change I made, and again, it came late in 2017, I switched jobs. And my job that I had before was uh, co- causing a lot of grief and stress in my life. And for the past month and a half, um, I haven't had that. And what I can say is, I'm sleeping better because I'm not up nights worrying about my, about my job. And that's had an impact. But again, I think that that would have an impact on anyone, not just people with MS. It's just being able to sleep better, and not live under constant stress, and that prob- probably also impacted a little bit of the weight loss too, because having that constant stressor, um, you know, can create, you know, chemical imbalances in, in in your body, right? So, those are the changes I made in twenty seventeen. Um, you know, I, I can't say that, uh, unfortunately, uh, for myself and for, for you listening, I haven't, I haven't cured MS. Uh, you know, and I, <laughs> but, you know, I'm still living uh, a pretty good life. Um, so, outside of that, so looking into 2018, uh, pretty cool. We, I'm going to be doing another really long run. Uh, it'll be later. We haven't announced any dates yet or anything yet because we we have stuff to plan the route. In the in the weekend we're gonna do it. And uh, but this year it's gonna be different. It's gonna be in the fall rather than the spring uh, because I need to start training. And hopefully uh, hopefully in about two months here the snow will be gone and I can start training outdoors. And but this the, the, instead of running from Leduc to Camrose this time this time we're gonna run from Devon to Fort Saskatchewan and go through the Edmonton River Valley. I haven't measured it yet Uh, Best guess it's gonna be 90 to 100 kilometers. I still have to map out the route and figure that out Um, Which means it'll be a good My guess would be a solid 12-hour day Uh, But the nice thing about this one it won't be on the highway. It'll be nicer scenery uh, up and down in trees So I'm really excited about that and uh hope to have a planning session here soon so we can get the route mapped out and i can announce more so um yeah if anyone listening is interested in the really long run uh stuff whether they wanted to you know run a few kilometers uh during the event or volunteer or donate or whatever they want to just shoot me an email to sean s-e-a-n at own dot sclerosis.com uh that's probably the best way to get a hold of me and uh yeah like i said i'm looking forward to but if anybody out there is is interested it'll be uh it'd be great to have you have you along and then tentatively for 2019 we are planning a run from jasper to banff which will be roughly 240 kilometers my guess is that that's going to be a three day three to four day run again all these all this money will be to it's to raise money that's for for ms research and and that so uh if you're interested please reach out to me um some other housekeeping stuff i actually would have had a a a a new episode out earlier but i recorded one about a month and a half ago when i was on the road traveling for work uh in my hotel room and um the guest that I had had called from. We connected from Michigan via my, you know, via my cell phone. But the app I downloaded to record the call uh, just did a horrendous job. Like the the audio just wasn't usable. Not that I'm a professional by any stretch of the imagination at audio to begin with, but it was just it was not at a standard where somebody could listen to it. There was too many places where it just cut out for seconds at a time or popped and it just did not sound good Um, but that guest has agreed to be on later I just have to get that that plan so uh, no so there is there there is an episode out there that's unusable that I didn't publish just because the the sound was so bad Uh, other than that if you're on Facebook uh, there is an own multiple sclerosis page so have, have a look on Facebook and like that and share it and all that jazz. Um, also, if you're just a listener to the, the, to the podcast, I'm realizing that some people just listen to the podcast and aren't even aware that I have a website. If you're ever looking for the companion notes that I mentioned while, while doing these shows, you can go to sclerosis.com and there is a blog post for each episode. So have a look there. Uh, again, share it, like it, that stuff. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at own ms.com one that's o-w-n-m-s d-o-t-c-o-m and then the number one Um, i used to tweet a lot more than i uh than i do likely as this, this really long run stuff gets ramped up as we get further into 2018 i'll start tweeting more um i have a sort of an adversarial relationship with social media i i I see it as a good way to get things out there, but unfortunately, um, I find there's a lot of negative stuff with it as well. Um, people get too much in their own silos and their own uh, echo chambers, and, and it never becomes about debating ideas, it just becomes about, well, if you don't think the way I do, you know, pounds and kind of thing, so, um, but yeah, I, I probably will be starting. Uh, to tweet a little bit more uh, in the future. So, hey, that's it for me this week. Uh, We'll talk to you again real soon, and have a good one. Take care.